Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVNX Podcast with your host, hailing from Kakana, Wisconsin, riding a CST tires, SSI decals, traveling back Yamaha YFC 450R, four-time ATV motocross national champion, number 25. Cody Jensen. What's up, everybody? We're back. Welcome to the latest edition of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, episode 124 of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, presented by our title sponsor, CST Tires, in stock and available for purchase today at shop.csttires.com. I'm your host, Cody Jansen, saying hello to our more than 237,000 monthly Digging Deep listeners in all 103 countries in which you are listening, and this is our 2023 Quad Cross of Nations review show. Our Team USA riders of Joel Hetrick, Bryce Ford, and Chad Weenan put together the perfect race weekend in Italy, going 1-2 in each moto to make it five titles at the Olympics of ATV racing for the American squad. That made it back-to-back titles for Team USA with wins in 2022 and 2023. Joel Hetrick won Moto1, followed by Bryce Ford with Harry Walker in third. Bryce Ford won Moto2, followed by Chad Weenan with Patrick Torini third in that one. And Joel Hetrick and Chad Weenan went 1-2 in the final moto to clinch it, followed by Torini once again. So it was Team USA taking home the title, followed by the home Italian team in second, and Argentina impressively in third. Each member of the winning American squad will join us tonight for this can't-miss episode of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. But before we dive in, let's quickly shout out all of our incredible partners. CST Tires, go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew. Thanks to SSI Decals, Valvoline, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV components, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymauer Financial Group, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Binkies Forever ATC Museum, Impact Solutions, Ultimate Poly Products, UPP Racing, our choice when it comes to case savers, chain sliders, intake manifolds, and more, and Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. It was big news when Manscaped announced their jump into the beard products game, introducing the beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. A premium beard sculpting machine, the Beard Hedger allows dudes like you and I to style our beards to exactly our liking using a zoom wheel featuring 20 different built-in lengths. This Pro Kit also includes shampoo, conditioner, oil, and balm for your beard, as well as a brush, comb, and scissors. Now you're speaking my language, Manscaped. You get 20% off with free shipping by using code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. So rad that Manscaped is continuing to invest in ATV racing as a longtime partner of Digging Deep. Help us keep them in the fold and involved in ATV racing by using our Digging Deep 20 code so they know you enjoy Digging Deep and what we're all about here. Support all these great companies that support us and for any products that fall through the cracks, click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website to help us out. The 2023 season may have come and gone now, but that just means we both know you are in need of parts and gear. No matter what off-road gear parts you need, Rocky Mountain ATVMC has you covered. But before you buy, simply click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website. By using our specific link, we get a percentage of what you buy on the back end, enabling you to help us out while purchasing the parts you need anyway. And did you know that you can buy OEM parts from Rocky Mountain ATVMC as well? Yep, shipped conveniently right to your door. So click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner 
Center at diggingdeepatvmx.com to help us out while satisfying all your gear and parts needs. No new donors to shout out this week, but if you are interested in donating and hearing your name on the show, you can find the Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee donation links on our website. Major thanks to all who have donated, of course. Now, if you can't donate but you still want to help us out, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes and Spotify. That helps us out a bunch. If nothing else, that shows our partners that you're passionate about digging deep and keeping us around long into the future. Now, it's showtime. The 30-second board is up, it's sideways, and the gate is down. Time to dig deep. Let's go! All right, guys, fresh off yet another dominant performance helping Team USA and yet another victory at the Quad Cross of Nations brought to you by Ultimate Poly Products. UPP Racing has been producing American-made case savers, chain sliders, intake manifolds, and more since 1998. Join top pro riders like Bryson Neal, Walker Fowler, John Glotta Jr., Adam McGill, Cole Richardson, and more by using UPP Racing's industry-leading products. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP15 at upprac.com to help save on your next order. I am proud to welcome your four-time and reigning series champion, having now put the cherry on top with a personal 1-1 performance and a team victory in Italy, Mr. Joel Hattrick. Joel, welcome back to Digging Deep. Thanks so much for giving us a snippet of your your valuable time here in the offseason, pal. I appreciate it a bunch. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy to talk a little bit. Italy was definitely an awesome experience, so some good stuff to talk about, without a doubt prolific season for you pal your your most dominant ever obviously here in 2023 and i can't think of a better way to end it than the way you did across the pond a few weeks ago i mean it's got to feel like a dream season almost i know that we basically said that following the ama series but then to do this too uh just uh, gotta believe you look back and think man what a year yeah definitely it's it's like the the icing on the cake for for me, this year was, uh, like you said, hard to beat. It is my best year ever racing pro class, so it's it's going to be tough to top this one. You know, this that was the goal we set was uh, it was high, and mm-hmm. we succeeded at most of it. Had you know a couple, not even bad races, but things that didn't go uh, in in our direction to win a couple motos. But it you know it was just a couple motos. So uh, to finish it off with a one one performance on my end was great and. You know, I was I was pretty underprepared, honestly. So I was kind of nervous going in there, being that the races are so long. Um, we we had just got sick with, uh, I I don't know if it was like some something to do with your chest. So I just didn't get to do as much riding and training as I wanted to leading up to the race. And I I was kind of worried, knowing that the distance was so long for the races. But um, all in all, it felt felt good on the bike and the machine worked really good it was super similar to my race machine at, at home um but yeah it, it was it was awesome i guess that's a testament to your built-up muscle memory or whatever after a, a long season i feel like late in the year like that it's like man you probably don't need to put in as many laps as is what your mind probably thinks you do because you have so many laps built up throughout the season there but yeah talking about your season man i mean you know you said things weren't perfect but it was clearly your best year when you're talking about the things that went sideways being a couple motos even though you still wrapped it up an event early and everything like that like that's uh, that's nitpicking almost but uh but tell me about the the italy trip because uh, many of my listeners will remember that in 20 
2017, Italy was the location of the first quad cross of nations that we attended as a country. Uh, so now, you know, being a number of years since then, six years or whatever it's been, you know, our U.S. quad cross of nations effort has has probably changed in that time. It's probably been streamlined. And that was our first trip over there back then. And now we got at least five trips worth of experience now. And your career, too, is in a much different spot than it was in 2017. I mean, yeah. think about all the winning that you've done and, you know, these back to back titles and all these things. I mean, we talked about with you that what a difference, uh, you know, being at four championships makes from being at one or two it's it's night and day and you're not to mention your personal life right and your growing family and all these things um i just wondered if you found yourself now going back to a a same location this is the first time that you guys have went to europe to a same facility that you had been to previously i wondered if you found yourself like reminiscing on all the things that have changed all the progress all the winning all the success all the great things for your family i just wondered if it didn't bring back some some memories and made you reminisce a little bit when you returned to Italy there. Yeah, definitely. It, it, uh, it definitely brought back some memories and it was cool to go back there. And I will say like this time I wasn't as, as nervous. I, I felt like a lot more confident and I feel like that comes from my program being so strong and like how, how good my year was and what I've done since then, like you said, is, it's been amazing. And, you know, then to go back there and, and then have the performance I did. And, and just, uh, it, it was really cool. It felt, felt awesome. Like, you know, the, this championship for me felt really good. Uh, but I would say like that, that win, that performance there, it felt, you know, almost the same, if not better. And I think that's part of the reason. Well, and, and I got to believe that you having done this now four times, right? Like that, that is obviously a key to this too. Um, when you go over there for the first time or those first couple times, I, I got to imagine it feels a little bit like a wild card. You know, you're going across overseas, you're racing out of a, a you know, out of a container, uh, you, you know, you're racing guys. You don't really know all those things. Like I have to imagine that feels a little bit like, man, I'm not in my comfort zone. You've done enough now though, that to, to have, I guess that's a credit to the team, right? They've created an environment that it just feels like you're going racing almost. You're kind of saying, and uh, that's a testament to everybody involved there. I know that's something we talked about with Chad that, you know, they've done such a great job, everybody involved. So I don't want to just say Mark or Harv, or, I mean, everybody that you guys have involved to put together an effort that's worthy of you guys. And is as good as it is, is a uh, guess credit to everybody involved in making that process work for you guys. Yeah, it definitely makes you feel a lot more comfortable and um just how it's set up and in the amount of people we had from our series attending this year and I think the first year we had a good amount too but like that just makes everything go a little bit better a little bit smoother and takes a a little bit of stress off your mind like you're not just completely out in this country by yourselves you know like you right. have people you know and um I feel like that it just it is a big team effort and I think that being comfortable is a big part of I'm sure I'm sure every like familiar face you see over there is like you might not be like crazy tight here but you see them there and you're like hey you know yeah, those are my guys they're, they're my best friends over there like right. that's, that's what it feels like uh and even with some of the guys I talk to on social media that are from different countries like as soon as I see them and maybe I'm by myself or whatever I'll like go right over to them and bs because like that it, it makes you feel like uh you know, you got some buddies around the track, which mm -hmm. 
we we do it's just we're all never around each other so i went i walked around the pits a little bit um and got to uh talk to a couple guys and i thought that was it was pretty cool like i was i was just standing outside their tent you know talking to them and yeah like i just was torn around you know mm-hmm. it was cool and and some of those guys those top guys have us connections now having come here whether it be for a series or i'm sorry for the whole series or like just one race or whatever it is so uh that's something really cool i've talked myself blue in the face about uh, you know, the fact that I think the quad cross of nations has a lot to do with that, with getting those guys over here. And I think that that's been a really cool thing, but, uh, let's yeah. talk about the actual racing then. So, so you guys, uh, win all your qualifying races on Saturday, perfect day there. Uh, and then, you know, we read some of these comments, like there's comments out there about, you know, the other countries not having a chance and this and that, but in the first moto on Sunday, uh, I got a little nervous. I not necessarily nervous about, you know, winning or anything like that. And, and I credit all of these, these countries and how good their riders are. I, I don't think that uh, we even need to necessarily touch on that too much because there's great riders going on. And I think it was on display the weekend of the race there, but I was a little nervous about something unexpected happening because after that back row start, pal, you're in like, 10th or something which we never see even here in the states right and the track is so narrow it seems like anyway from my perspective and it was really it was really really fast and you had to be all over the rider in front of you and and i was just worried about you know like tagging tires with another rider or something like that now it all worked out but i'm thinking and it's not even like if you did it here and you're behind I don't know, name, you know, Michael Allred or, you know, Max Lindquist or Stanfield or, I mean, whoever, like you're behind some guys that you might not really know. So uh, I just found myself like, man, just, just a touch nervous. Like, like I said, it all worked out, but you being just all over these guys, you know, wanting to go five seconds a lap faster than they were or whatever. I just got a touch, got a touch of uh worry there while that was going down in the first moto. Dude, I was getting so frustrated too. Like, Whoever I don't know who it was, but at one point I had such a hard time getting around this guy for four laps, and they kept telling me ninth, ninth every time I come around. I'm like, dude, I get it, but I do not know what I'm gonna do. This guy, I'm gonna get ninth place because I've done it all. I cannot pass this guy. I run into the side of him, spins me out, and like I, I damn near like passed him, and then he like runs me wide to the point where I had to stop. And then like, he's, I don't know if it's, hopefully it's not intentional cross jumping. I won't say it's intentional, but dude, he's got eyes in the back of his head. Every time I'm dri- I'm driving by him, he's in my line. I'm like, Oh my God, I almost landed on him. Um, that's just, you know, that's the one guy in particular that was very, very hard to pass on uh-huh. that. Trip. His quads yeah. fast. It's pull out. It's pulling my quad. And I'm like, I can't just drive by you. I'm not, I'm just not that guy right now. But uh, after I got through him, it was smooth sailing because two guys got tangled up. And then, uh, shoot, I think Mark McLaren basically just waved me by. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I laughed at that. I was like, thanks a lot. And then I got to Bryce and just, just so happens Bryce like hit a rut wrong and mm-hmm. I got yeah. right under him. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, 
it was interesting. I, I my heart's racing right now because I'm so mad talking. <laughs> so I'm watching. I'm watching right, and and you you're right. You're in ninth place, and it's, I'm like, man, we're gonna get a Joel sighting here eventually. What the heck's going on? And then, like you said, when you finally get by this guy, you got up to that lead pack, and it was actually really cool to see four or five guys all kind of flying in formation there at the, at the front there. Uh, that was really fun to watch. But uh, yeah, then you know you sneak up the inside of Bryce. He got a little squirrely there. Uh, at the top of one of them hills and you get the lead and then there it was but man that part happened really fast but it had to feel like you were in traffic for the whole race probably is what it felt like and then after you got in clean air you probably felt like man when's this when's the two lap board gonna come out like it felt like two motos in one i guess yeah that's what it felt like for me i i'm thinking like okay we're 25 minutes in like the two boards coming out i'm in ninth still (laughs) jesus (laughs) Pass him and get to Bryce, and I, I probably I I don't know if I looked at the clock, but I know there was still like ten minutes left of the race. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're we're good, which did not feel like it. And then I got in front of him, and it felt you know obviously long because he was he was riding really good. Like like I said, his little bobble was probably the only reason I passed him, and uh, you know at least passed him so easy because if not, like he would have either just had to kind of wave me by if I was a lot faster or like who knows, but just, yeah, it, it worked out for me in that, in that aspect of winning the motos, but obviously it doesn't necessarily matter as far as team score, but you know, everybody wants to win that motor. Of course. Oh, of course. And, and kind of like you said, I don't know that it was intentional by anybody doing the cross jumping thing or whatever, but, and it seems like a really fun track to ride, but it seemed like that track almost promotes like going left to right to left to right, setting up for some of those Hills that makes it difficult on an ATV. When, like I said, it didn't seem like it was super wide. I don't remember it feeling this way in 2017, but it sure did this year for whatever reason. It it felt just super narrow and that's what everybody said too and i do agree i don't feel like it was like this in 2017 i have no idea why yeah Um, it was like identical but man it was tight way too fast and made for some really good racing if you're viewing so yeah well uh legendary ride there in that opening moto pal and then uh, Bryce and Chad go one, two in moto two, leaving you and Chad to seal the deal there in the, in the third moto. And I bet getting out in clean air felt, uh, felt pretty good there at the start of moto three, bringing home the title for team USA. But after that fight at the start of the first one, uh, being out in clean air right away had to feel pretty good. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh, it was a whole different race. I mean, I, can't tell you how much more I enjoyed getting the whole shot. <laughs> sure. When I was in the back. It was just so rocky. And, and uh, I mean, it was rocky and frustrating because you couldn't pass uh, like you wanted to, but it was just, there was pebbles all over it, depending on how they prepped the track. It, it, they watered pretty heavy. So like if you're, if it was wet for our race, which it was a little damp, like it, it was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting the whole shot was nice. And if I, I'm thinking, right, we had a, a restart right for that yeah that you part. did you did yeah. i i didn't i didn't know what the story was with that yeah so like half the gates didn't drop i guess oh. um so yeah i'm like red line max heart rate just wide open this this first lap and of they're course. red and i'm like holy cow no no way so we had to uh go back we waited for like five minutes till they got it going because what's crazy is they're you pick every one of them gates up single mm-hmm. and so it, when they drop them i mean it took this guy probably 
the whole five minutes to walk down and pick them all up and do do their thing. Okay. So as soon as they got that going, the, my second hole shot was actually better is what I was getting at. Like I was, I was good the first one, but I crept so long that I almost hit the gate and then pulled the clutch in and then the gate dropped and went. And then the second one, I just literally nailed it. Perfect. So nice. pumped on that. And uh, yeah, the, the free track was great. I got to see where Chad was at. And like, we just rode, like we rode pretty hard. I feel like, um, cause if I wasn't pushing, he would gain, you know, like a good second a lap. So, uh, I pushed pretty hard. We, we rode, just got a big gap on them guys. And I think we were just cruising off each other's face really. So what is it like to go solo to the line like that? Like, that's not something that you've probably really ever done, you know, other than at this event, it's gotta just feel a little weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, like straight up solo when you do the qualifying race, I don't mind it because, you know, it's at that point, it's all on you. I mean, not that there's anybody that needs to say anything to you, right? Like, yeah, you know, that's what I've I've thought multiple times, but still, it's just like not what you're used to. That's that's what I was going to get at, too, is like, I, I mean, Gary don't talk hardly at all anyways. I just I'm like really big on like someone backing me up when I ask him something like my dad was always really good at it. If I pick a gate. And I'm like, what do you think? He's like, yeah, that's the one. And that's like what I do with Gary. Okay. Um, he picks a lot of the gates. If I'm not like super confident, I'll be like, dude, no, do you just pick it? Uh, so, you know, me going up there, we kind of had a plan where we wanted to start. And I knew that start already from the pat the previous time. So I've just picked inside gate prep was easy. It's all rocks and like gravel. It's like your driveway. So you just try to move it to the dirt. And then, uh, yeah, when you're up there with your teammate though, it's a little bit different because like back row starter, we can both go up there and prep a little bit and then I can go up or when I pull up or whatever, I'm first and he has to wait for everybody to come back through the line. And then the second row guy comes up. So okay. like, we, we prep the second row guys uh, gate a little bit. And uh, you know, then we talk like when Chad was up there, we both contemplated on which gate to pick because Bryce and I chose not the furthest inside. And then Chad and I, I we did, Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he actually helped me cause I was going to start in the ruts and he's like, Hey, you don't have to start in the ruts here. So then we, me and him both prep my gate, um, out of the ruts Got and it. then we do these too, but it, it's just, so like, you're not alone there, but the first one, the qualifier, you are alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it's really, it's kind of unique being up there with your teammate and like prepping their stuff and just like talking about the race that's about to happen. Even, the- even. Even like I saw some some photos of like you and Chad on qualifying race day and, you know, like, you know, wishing each other luck and whatever. I don't know. It's just a just oh, yeah. a, a, it's a it's a fun thing or whatever. So how does that work with choosing uh, who's going to be on the front of the line and and be on the back? How does that work? Um, So like it's a it, there's a meeting for everybody Friday at the track in the container and we kind of go over that based okay. on what we've done previous years to give, you know, the, the guy with the shortest break, um, the easiest convenience. So like you would give, you know, the guy with the shortest break, the, the front row start. Got it. Um, and then like, for me, I could start the back row that, that first moto and cause I'm third moto. So they got enough time to do my quad and everything, but with the guys with the shorter one, they want to, you know, give them as much time to uh, get the bike ready as possible. Got it. Um, but really, you know, we we discuss it too as the riders, and we're 
everybody's got to do it, you know, once. So it's just kind of preference or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever works better to get that, that quad dialed in. Got it. I remember that from years past. Now that you say that about the the time, time frame to get that quad ready. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess that first moto just kind of adds to the legend. Cause that was quite the ride from you, but yeah, fifth quad custom nations victory now for the red, white, and blue. Uh, you've been part of four of them, of course, and uh perfect score. They're one, two in every race. Uh, undefeated we are at, at this event, winning every time that we've attended. And I have to believe that there's a lot of pride that comes with that. I mean, uh, I've talked on the show previously, and, and we've probably had this conversation too, that, you know, our whole lives, right? Red, white, and blue is a, is a pride thing, but I got to believe that for the rest of your life, the red, white, and blue is going to mean something even more having represented us at such a prestigious event. Like that's just got to be, uh, such a, such an awesome thing for you. And it sure is an awesome thing for us, ATV enthusiasts here in the states to have somebody like you representing our great country so i got to believe that you're you're quite proud pal yeah definitely you know super proud to represent usa like this race to me is is major uh it's one of the biggest races you know in my book because like you said i've done this all my life and then to to be able to represent the best in the world for team USA. Like that's, that's just the coolest thing. And then, you know, to tell people about it, like I was telling random people in the airport about it on the way home and they're just like mind blown by, you know, that I'm on the plane with them and yeah. it's, it's just really neat. And like, I'll get to tell my kids that, you know, they were there at that race. They don't really, you know, obviously aren't going to remember, but like, here's the photos of us and, you know, we're winning world championships. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's legendary for me and it's something, something I would never think that, uh, I would, I would have done, but like, I, I just thought I'd be racing full wheelers forever. And now we're winning world titles. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty cool thing to have your ATV be the reason why you're, you know, over there and doing great things on, uh, on your four wheeler, uh, buddy, I promised I won't take too much of your time, but, uh, I do have to ask you, I do have to ask you here. I have to ask you about J law. Jason Lawrence riding a Phoenix racing machine there at the Ironman GNCC last weekend. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that to you, your team, obviously. What a cool thing David somehow pulled off there. How the hell does that happen? I mean, that's uh, absolutely nuts. How rad. Yeah, I, I was, I like messaged Heath and I'm like, dude, no, this ain't real, right? Like who's riding this bike? Yeah. I'm like oh, it's, it's real. And I think it was uh, the guy with Arma actually, Oh. that good friends with J-Law and uh, he's, he's a big part of our team. So I think he asked David if he had a bike and oh, he, he was all about it. David said, hell yeah, we'll, we'll get him a bike going. So they got him one wow. to ride. I don't know. I guess he would have raced like industry class or something. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know how he did. I just saw one clip of him coming in hot to someone and blowing him over a berm. So oh my gosh, oh, <laughs> that's funny. Stuff, you know, that's funny. I, I, so I, I saw some posts about him going to Ironman and then all of a sudden I have this realization that it's riding a Phoenix bike and I'm like, man, uh, how cool. So I had to, had to ask you about that obviously, but Joel, you're the man. Um, congrats on a hell of a season, a hell of a hell of an effort there over, uh, over in Europe. Uh, appreciate all that you do for this sport here for in the sport across the world and, uh, enjoy these next few months with your family, buddy. Great job. And, and thanks so much for being here with us. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Anytime you want me to jump on, just let me know. I enjoy uh, talking and reminiscing with all the, all the memories and stuff. It's a good time. So yeah, thank you again. You're the best buddy. That's the fastest man on the planet. Joel Hetrick right here on the digging deep ATVMX podcast brought to you by ultimate poly products and UPP racing.com.
Thanks so much, buddy. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. We'll get right back to the show, but now a word from our sponsors. And thank you for listening to these ads. Without these great companies, none of this would be possible. Show your support for the people who support us. The official tire choice of Digging Deep, CSD tires are the choice of ATV Racing's elite on the track, in the woods, and every other terrain. CSD tires swept the ATV Racing world in 2022 as Joel Hetrick, Bryson Neal, and Bo Barron rode their Pulse MXR and Pulse HT tires to an ATV Pro Motocross title, GNCC XC1 Pro title, and 10th ATV Pro Works Racing title, respectfully. Led by champion Joel Hetrick and podium contenders Bryce Ford, Jeffrey and Nick Janusa, CST's Pulse MXR tire is the most trusted tire in ATV motocross today. Available in soft and standard compounds, the Pulse MXR offers the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics when compared to the competition. And did I mention they have a contingency program as well? Visit shop.csttires.com to join the CSD takeover today, or prepare to be beat by someone who did. The best of the best choose CST. Do you? You know we're Team Blue Crew here at the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, as the Yamaha YFZ450R is the official ATV of Digging Deep. In a move started by eight-time ATVMX Pro Class National Champion Chad Weenan, who with his next championship will become the winningest champion in ATV motocross history, we are living in ATV Racing's YFZ450R era. Alongside Weenan, seven-time GNCC XC1 Pro ATV National Champion Walker Fowler welcomed a pair of new champions to the Yamaha Champions Club as the podium-proven Yamaha YFC450R proved to be the winning choice for Joel Hetrick and Bryson Neal. This unprecedented success for the YFC450R, its unrivaled quality and performance, and the clear fact that Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing has resulted in a complete Yamaha takeover within the sport quad market. Evident by the continuation of Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program, Yamaha riders will once again cash in on payout and prize opportunities in 2023, including a chance to win a brand new YFZ450R. For more info, head over to YamahaBlueCrew.com. Follow Yamaha Outdoors as well as the new Blue Crew official channel on social media and check out Yamaha's full proven off-road lineup at YamahaOutdoors.com today. SSI decals, your decals, your way. SSI decals sets the standard with the best looking decals, graphics kits, and vinyl wraps in the industry. Established in 1947, SSI took shape as an offshoot of their parent company by doing a little work for local pro Chad Weenan. Nearly two decades later and fueled by a passion for ATVs, the company has flourished into one of ATV Moto's most recognized brands. From ATV Motocross, SSI has expanded into graphics and design work for top racers in GNCC, works racing, pro motocross and supercross, off-road, and more, headlined by eight-time world champion top fuel drag racer Clay Milliken. Whether your project is big or small, SSI decals will make your identity stick. Get started today at SSIDecals.com and use code DIGGINGDEEP10 for 10% off at checkout. Things are about to get sick. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID and their wide range of championship-winning chains. From the street to the track and everywhere in between, DID chains are designed to give you the optimal riding experience with great performance and increased chain life. Consistent to the core, pick up your box of reliability today. DID, what drives you? We are proud to be partnered with Namira Technologies. For over 20 years, Namira has pushed the limit of value and reliability in the ATV and side-by-side market. Covering more applications than anyone in the industry, Namira's full line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, 
and industry-leading top-end repair kits and more have led to higher overall engine performance for your machine. Visit your local dealer or online at www.namura.com and follow along on Instagram for giveaways and exciting new products in 2023. Namira Technologies, your one-stop shop engine component supplier. We are pleased to be partnered with Bronco ATV and UTV Components. Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals and cylinders, shock and suspension parts, winches, clutch kits, valves, carb kits, bearing kits, and drive chain parts, Bronco is your hard parts source for whatever you need for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world, visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. For over 150 years, Valvoline has been dedicated to constant improvement and innovation across all disciplines of racing. As a proud member of Team Valvoline for nearly a decade, I have witnessed their unwavering commitment to pushing the boundaries of performance. Valvoline has sponsored some of the greatest names in motorsports, solidifying their position as a powerhouse within the industry. Being a part of this historically great team has been an incredible privilege. When it comes to my equipment, whether it's my daily commuting vehicles, race quads, or anything in between, I trust nothing but Valvoline. Their range of products and lubricants consistently deliver increased horsepower, durability, and engine life. I'm excited to announce Valvoline's breakthrough in performance, Valvoline Ultimate Power Sports. With up to eight times stronger rust protection and 50% better wear protection, this cutting edge formula ensures your ATV's engine runs smoother and longer for the ultimate ride. Tackle rugged terrains with confidence knowing your ATV's engine is equipped with the best protection available. Ready to experience the next level of performance? Head over to shop.valvolineglobal.com and use code DIGGINGDEEP10 at checkout to unlock an exclusive 10% off on your purchase. Don't miss out on this limited time offer to enhance your ATV's performance with Valvoline's ultimate power sports engine oil. All right, guys, for the second consecutive year, this man stepped up in the biggest of ways at the Quad Cross of Nations, brought to you by SSI Decals, making your identity stick with industry-leading decals and graphics, supplying Team USA riders Joel Hetrick, Chad Weenan, and this next guest. Head over to SSIDecals.com and use discount code DIGGINGDEEP10 today. Say hello to Mr. Quad Cross of Nations himself, Mr. Bryce Ford. Bryce, buddy, congrats on all the success across the pond for the second consecutive year. How does it feel the second time around? Oh, man, it feels awesome. Um, it, it really was, and it was an amazing trip. Uh, just riding with Joel and Chad was awesome, and, and getting to, you know, be a team again uh, like like the previous year, which was my first ever year, was truly amazing. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this because, um, as you know, it was a really great weekend, great week for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really excited to get into it and talk about it. Hey, I, I love to hear the excitement in your voice too. Cause I, you know, a lot of times when I get you on pal, yeah, you're flexing, you're pumped. I mean, I love it. Cause a lot of times when you join me, man, you're so reserved and you're so chill and then I get you going and you're good, but to, to come in with all this energy, it, it shows how, how much this means to you. It really does. And I know it's a big deal, but, uh, you, you are wearing that, you know, kind of hard on your sleeve here. So like I said, for the second consecutive year, seems like you truly saved your very best for the quad cross of nations. That ride you had in Moto2 there was incredible. So uh, you can take me through your weekend, but definitely highlight that that second moto. What would be your last moto of the, the weekend there? Because, man, that had to be one of the best races I've ever seen you ride. 
Yeah, um, no, it was a really good race. But uh, leading up to that, I got there a little bit early, um, like I did last year. Um, and I went to Rome. And then uh, I went over to to the race where the team house was. And uh, I ended up getting a little sick. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's it's already stressful to be over there. And then I was sick. And, and I, honestly, I was doing whatever I could to, to get better. Um, and I ended up getting better. Uh, for sure. But the test day, I was a little nervous, you know, the bike is brand new. So it was a lot. Um, so we tested the bikes Wednesday or Thursday, everything went good there. Um, you know, it felt really good. And I felt like the suspension setup I had for for a high speed, pretty smooth track was really good. Um, so I just felt really confident going into the weekend. Um, and then, you know, Friday morning, it was pretty cool. I got to go on a jog with Chad. Um, and just like the whole team aspect and to be able to, you know, work out with Chad, knowing, you know, everything he's done in the U.S. Uh, with eight, eight titles is it's truly amazing to just, you know, be on the same team with him and just, you know, get to see the way he, you know, goes about and takes it very serious over there at 7 a.m. He was stretching and everything and, and just getting to hang out with Joel. And, you know, he's he's a beast whenever he rides, wherever he rides in practice. I was like geez, man, he's going to, you know, really go out there and kill me. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really amazing leading up to it. The fans are amazing. Um, and just the atmosphere over there, it, it really is motivating. And, it, you know, it makes it so much easier to go out there and ride 25 minutes. It's like you can hear people yelling. You hear chainsaws just, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's amazing. Uh, the, the tech day went really good. Yeah, it, it was just, it was crazy, man. I can't even tell you how much it meant to me um, just to go over there again. And, and you know, everybody believed in me. And, and this year I didn't feel as nervous, but uh, Saturday I definitely got nervous. So I was the second race. I watched uh, Joel go out there first, and, and he really, you know, put on a clinic, uh, I would say, in, in his heat and rode really well, pulled the start. Um, and I think – I got like 11th gate pick this year, which was better than last year because I started second row, um, you know, and I, and I knew I was, you know, not dealt the best card on the gate selection, but I felt confident in my riding from, you know, riding in the U.S. this year and getting second. And, you know, I felt like I had a lot of speed. Um, and, and after Loretta's, you know, I really wanted to go out there and uh, prove, you know, I need to <laughs> perform a little bit better than I did there. Um, so, you know, I got a really good start, second off the start. I knew I needed to make a quick pass. I made it within three turns and honestly just rode a really consistent race and, and really smart because it's 25 minutes Saturday and then you got to race twice Sunday. So I just wanted to be smart, mm -hmm. ended up winning that. Um, and Chad took care of what he needed to do. And then going into Sunday, you know, it's, it's nerve, you know, it's nerve wracking, but you know, the atmosphere, like I said, there is amazing. I have so many amazing people with me, the Harris family, my own family, you know, like Mark Baldwin is right there. Jody was, you know, helping. It's just, it almost feels like we're at home over there and we're so far away from home, but um, everybody, you know, all the people who supported us and came over, it was, it was truly special. Yeah. That's uh that's awesome to hear. And when we get to Saturday's action, um, obviously you guys do one, 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 you take care of all, everything that needs to be taken care of. There it was pretty status quo. Uh, we talked to Joel about the way that Sunday started. It was like, it was a little chaotic. And I said to him, I'm like, man, like I wasn't worried about how things were going to go results wise, but the way it was stacked up, 
right? Like the way that everybody was in one place at one time. And it's just, and I said to him, the way that the track kind of, uh, kind of tracked or however you want to say it, like it promoted some like going left to right kind of thing. It made it so hard to pass. It was very narrow. It was very fast. I was open wheel racing, right? Like I'm always worried about on a track like that, where you're going so fast and it's so hard packed. I, I think about catching tires and having just something bad happen. I'm like, man, what a nerve wracking way to start the race day. It all worked out perfectly. Um, but man, what a, what a nerve wracking way to start the day for you guys. And, and then you were in such a hard spot because, you know, you're watching, I believe McLernan was the one leading at the time and you get up there, your third, second that now Joel's coming from the back. Right. And, and I'm like, man, to be where Bryce was stuck right in the middle, like that was a really hard place to be. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, it was, you know, that first moto was definitely a, you know, kick in the butt for me. I, I wasn't very excited on it. You know, I'm excited that we did well and uh, we went one, two, which that's all that really matters to me. Um, but, you know, when I get selected to go first on the start and uh, <laughs> I just missed second to third, the shift like three or four times. And, and I ended up coming out really far back. Um, and I made a, a lot of quick passes on the first lap, but just, wasn't really in a good spot the whole race and and I felt like I was spinning a little bit more in the with the rear tires and I wanted to on that track and just wasn't getting enough you know front end bite sliding all over like you said going from left to right on the track so you know it was a learning curve for me but uh honestly Joel was shredding like he was in he was way back and, and I kept looking because I was like I know this guy's got to be somewhere close you know um, but I made a little mistake going up the hill and, and he came on the other side of me and I looked over and I was like, you can see me waving in a picture, but I was like, <laughs> I got a little sideways up the hill and, and yeah. didn't, you know, want to make, make him think that I was trying to take him out or something, but yeah, he rode good. Um, you know, he, he really showed me a lot of good lines and, you know, it gave me a lot of confidence for the second one. We went back and grooved the tires. So the second race, I just, you know, I felt really good. I saved myself in the first one a little bit. Uh, once he, you know, got the lead, I was like, all right, we're good here. Let's just manage, you know, second to third. Um, and I did that. And yeah, in the second, second, my second race, which is the team's second race, Chad started in front of me and um, he got a really good start. I think he was second off the start and I was top five in the second row. And I pretty much just put my head down. I started really flowing with the track. The the groove tires, I feel like, really helped me. Um, okay. It was something I struggled with in the U.S. this year, grooving the tires. I felt like it was tippy. But uh, that track overseas really, you know, it really benefited me. Um, So I just pushed the whole time. I ended up, you know, getting a really good run at the bottom of the hill. And uh, I had a line on Chad. And I just, you know, went with it. And, um, yeah, I've made the pass. And, and I definitely think he was, you know... I think he was not racing me super hard, but I think he was struggling with, with, you know, how fast to push it on that track. And, and some of the lines were a little bit different and I got lucky. The first one I learned from Joel. Yeah. Um, so I just put my head down and, and I saw like 16 minutes left on the clock and, and I was like, you know, let's, let's push, you know, be smart about it. Don't make yourself crash. And I, you know, I started pushing and then there was a yellow flag for 12 minutes of the race and, and it wasn't benefiting me in any ways. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, rode a really good race and, and Chad started to pick it up and I was like, oh boy, here we go. And, and a couple of times this year in the U.S. I was beating him and I just, I made a few mistakes and he ended up beating me. But, you know, I really wanted to, 
you know, stay in the lead because I was up there for 14 minutes and I was fortunate enough to do that. And um, it was a really good race for me. It felt amazing. I, you know, come off the track and everybody's, you know, pumped um, just because I think, you know, they love racing and, and they love good battles and a good race like that. So right. it was amazing. You know, the energy was great. And then the third one, I get to watch Chad and Joel and, you know, I, I have all the confidence in the world in them because as we know, they're the two best to ever do it. So, you know, I'm just sitting there, you know, hoping the start goes well. And uh, in the third one, I'm not sure if you saw, but in the first start, it didn't go too good. Um, so it made me a little bit nervous, you know, not super nervous, but it's like, dang, I wish we could have got a better start than that. But then they ended up red flagging it and uh, they pulled, both pulled a really good start. Yeah, man. You know, kind of tying up, tying up the way that your personal race day ended there chasing down Chad. And I watched things just click for you. It was like all of a sudden, boom, like you're going like you one pass, two pass, three, get up to Chad, make the move in a place where you were good all day in that spot. And, and then I'm like, okay, we'll see. Cause I figured we know Chad, like he's gonna, he's gonna follow and learn some stuff just like you did from Joel. And then he's going to hope to bring it at the end. And obviously what's paramount is the team. And you've already said that as much. And, and I'm sure Chad felt the same way, but it's not like he wouldn't have made a run at, at winning this thing if he, if he could. So I was very curious to see how that was going to go. And the way that you weathered that storm totally and rode your race all the way to the checkers to win that one. I mean, again, chasing down Chad, passing him, holding him off late. That's literally what, what dreams are made of buddy. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, just racing with those two is a dream of mine and, uh, going over there is a dream of mine, obviously. So I would never really do anything too crazy because I, you know, it's not really worth it. Um, but you know, I felt like I was in a good situation. I, I was really flowing that moto and it's not like I was pushing super hard. I was just flowing, um, not trying anything crazy. Um, so yeah, I made the pass and just, I felt really good, you know, about it. And yeah, it's, it's a big deal for me, uh, to beat him. I know, you know, he might not have been going as hard cause it's like, we're on the same team, but we are still, you know, <laughs> racing against each other, but over there, it's a completely different feeling. And, you know, it's a different, yeah. there's a lot of different logistics to it and you gotta, you know, be smart. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's very beneficial for me, um, you know, to, to be able to win one. I didn't win one against them all year. Um, so yeah, I mean, it makes me feel good. It makes me, you know, know I need to put in a lot of work and, and just be ready next year because yeah, they're, they're going to be <laughs> riding really good again. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, on another level. Yeah. So what if, uh, what if I would have went back in time, we would have hopped in the time machine and I would have told that, that little guy wearing the number 44, you know, back in the day, on his mini quads, uh, you know, what if I would have told him that this happened, that there's a race in Europe, that's the motocross of nations for ATVs. And, uh, the quads went over there and you're part of the team and you beat Chad Weenan and, you know, in one of your motos and you're a teammate of Chad Weenan and Joel Hattrick, all these things. What if I would have told that guy, that little guy, that this is how this went down in 2023, would he, would he even have believed me or would he thought I was, uh, you know, an alien from some fictitious world or something? Honestly, I don't know exactly how to answer that question because when I, you know, in 2013, Joel or 2011, maybe he hurt his shoulder and I was like nine years old, 10 years old. And uh, he came to my house to get uh, his collarbone repaired in Dallas. 
Um, and like, you know, I looked up to those guys. I looked up to John Natale and Chad Wienan at the time. They were all great. Joel, as we know, was the fastest. Those guys were veterans of the sport. Um, so just, I mean, like, like I say, to race with those guys, it's, it's truly special to me. And, and when I go over there, I, I, you know, I do everything I can to not make a mistake and, and just to really put my heart, you know, into every moto. Um, but to answer your question, I probably wouldn't believe it, but it is truly like something I wished I dreamed of then, but it's like now that it's a reality, it's, it's amazing. And, and I'm so grateful that those two, you know, go over there because there's not a ton of money in it. It's more for, to represent the USA. So it's, it's truly an honor to ride with them and, and just to, you know, stay with them for the weekend. It's, you know, something that I'm grateful for. And, and if I ever get the call, you know, to go over there again, that's something that I would always do, you know, no matter if I had a bad season, good season. Um, I just, you know, it's, it's special to me to go over there and the fans are amazing. Um, and just the whole atmosphere and, and everybody who supports our team, it's, it's really means a lot. And I think it means a lot to Chad and Joel as well. Oh, for sure. And to just be, to be together with those guys on a team with those guys, man, is, is insane really. And to step up to the plate. I mean, there's been a lot of, a lot of opinions out there and we're not going to get into them. It doesn't pay and you know, whatever, but there's been a lot of opinions about you being on the team and this, that, and the other thing, and the way that you've slayed each of these last two quad cross of nations events for our team, for our country, man. Uh, that's gotta be something that brings a, a big old smile to your face. So um, you earn the top spot in your quote unquote class two one finishes doing your part to help the American squad clinch the perfect score and another title the fifth title, of course, uh, second one for you now, which is amazing to think about that. You already have two of these things under your belt. So how did the emotions compare to the first year? How did the, how did the Italy experience compare to the Czech Republic and how was the crowd? Because you seem to have them at your, at your fingertips. I mean, getting them loud when you wanted them to, uh, quieting them down when needed. We saw you on camera, you know, telling everybody to quiet down a little bit so you could do your interview and then hyping them back up again. It was amazing, pal. You were like the puppeteer. Yeah, so there's a little bit like the language difference is hard to understand sometimes and, and there were a few chainsaws over there and it was it was hard to hear the interview, but um <laughs> I love it, man. I mean everything over there is crazy and, and what I like like I really mean that. Um and it's just like like my true emotion and joy for racing, um just growing up and doing it for sixteen years can really come out. Um the fans love it and it's like you can really show them you know, love back because they're just great. And they're like, they're really into it and they're very respectful. They know that, you know, we train pretty much year round for this and, and they really respect us. And it's, you know, it's so great to see like after the race, the other racers are very, you know, you know, just generous. Um, You know, it was so fun riding with you. And like, like I say to all of them, like, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so glad, you know, that we got to ride together and just, just everything over there is it's really like raw emotion um and you know i feel like i can be myself over there um you know i know a lot of the people in the states you know have their opinions on me but this is something that i've done since i was four years old and and i try to help you know whoever i can in any way i can yeah. um and, and some people just take it the wrong way um and it's it's unfortunate um but you know over there it's, it's raw emotion it's not you know my bike's better than anybody else's bike it's they're on hybrids so it's you know they can't really say that but it's just 
it's such a special event and it's it's crazy because I'm I'm so fortunate like I've said to travel you know on a plane eight hours which is you know you can't go by car it's literally over the ocean and it, it means so much to me to be able to do that and you know to think you know that when I was younger if I would ever go to Italy I would tell you no um and just you know everybody who's made it possible for me uh, it really means a lot to me and and I just you know I wish everybody at the nationals would just you know, respect us and, and respect me um, because I truly care about the sport and I want to see the sport, you know, grow and, and uh, you know, be like the European side of things where, where the fans are just, you know, true joy when they watch us ride. It's like, you know, yeah. I can out there and put in my heart for 25 minutes and, and this is the result that happens. Yeah, man, I, I, and I said this to you a year ago and we talked about the fact that maybe Quad Cross of Nations and that whole thing kind of helped you like it was maybe a factor in in making you fall totally in love with the sport for good, you know, kind of thing when you were in a, not, I don't want to call it a rough patch, but you were like trying to find yourself with this kind of right. Um, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. And then all the success of last year, this year was a totally different Bryce Ford. And, and now this again, and I just love seeing the smile on your face, talking about it, the passion, all those things. And it's funny that you touched on that because uh, I thought I re- literally the next thing in my notes here is I thought it was super fun to hear you speak about the other riders. When you were on the podium, you were talking about the other guys and using their names and all those things. I think that that's a really cool thing. Um, you offered a lot of positive words for, for your competitors across the pond and stuff like that. So did anybody uh, specifically, did anybody impress you from over there? Dudes that you had to race against? Cause last year, last year it was the number 22. That was super fast. Randy Naboo. Yes. Yes. He was gnarly last year at the check. Yeah. Republic. Trust me. I, I didn't, I didn't forget that guy's name and <laughs> you best bet after last year, I followed him on Instagram, um, yeah. to, you know, to stay in tune with what he was doing and see what he was doing. But no, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Cody. I, I have respect for everybody who races over there and, yeah. and all the guys over here. I tell everyone, like, we're all trying our best. And at the end of the day, it's it's great that, you know, we we have our differences and all that. But it's like we're all trying our best. And, you know, like Joel beats me. The dude's fast on a quad. There's no, no you know, no excuse there. Nothing to say. Chad, he's a legend. He's great. But honestly, I'll tell you, there's a lot of guys that are getting good and, um, that's why I was, you know, definitely pretty nervous this year and obviously the first year going into it because I know I need to execute on the start and starting second row. There is a handful of guys that are competitive, very competitive, and on especially on a track like we raced in Italy this year where it's it's very fast. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get super rough. But there were a lot of guys. There was a guy, uh, Torini, and um, the guy who was in my race, very fast. Um, Harry Walker is good. Yep. Uh, you know, he has a Baldwin engine, so I know what he's got going on. He's got, you know, some power there. And then there's some guys on hybrids that it's just the bike's very fast, very good, and uh, they know how to ride it very well. Um, so there's a lot of good guys, and I know people in the U.S. underestimate those guys, but for sure, it's honestly very hard because we're expected to go over there and win. So it's like, you know, you have that pressure you have to win in your head, and um, you know how that goes. It could, You know, you could – fall off the machine and get 20th or you know you win fortunately but um those guys are picking it up for sure um they've gotten a lot better the competition over there is no joke and and i know from the screen at home it it might not you know look super intense but 
every time I go out there, and I'll say this for sure, every time I've went overseas, I felt like I've rode 120 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've really hit my marks and and really done well. So I'm I'm really truly giving it my all, and and those guys are you know not far behind, if not right there. Well, and and so we've seen you know those guys, whether it's Kevin Sar or Charini or you know those number of guys now um, come over here, and I think that coming over here has clearly, I think, up to the ante over there for sure. Uh, they're getting exposed more to our American riders and our speed over here and all those things. But, you know, just like you said, not only is the bar set crazy high, I mean, the bar is set at the perfect score basically, but you're also going to their territory, you know, racing out of a, out of a container and, you know, all these things that are just not, are just not like the norm. Right. And that's, that's the crazy thing about it. Just really quick is, yeah, it's like, you're going in their territory. So it's exactly. not just, you know, it's not just the rider. It's, there's a whole, whole, like Estonia, for instance, there's, you know, five riders, six riders, you know, three riders, whatever. But then you see their fan base and you're like, Whoa, <laughs> you know, like, like some of those teams and, and they wear, you know, their flag on the shoulder and they, they have a lot of pride. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's not intimidating, but it's like, there's a lot of fans here and, and, you know, they're cheering their riders on and I'm sure their riders, you know, like they're going to give their all. And, and like I said, those guys are no joke. I'm, I'm telling you. And it's crazy. Cause I see on, you know, Facebook, there's people saying all oh, the pro-am guys could just go mop it up. And I'm not saying they couldn't go over there and win, but it, those guys are very competitive. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just so many like other aspects to this race. The, the back row thing, you know, and, and two riders. And it's just like all of that. Like there's so much that makes it like a wild card race to me. It's just, it's insane. No, there's, there's so much stuff and it's, it's crazy what goes on like behind the scenes. Like we went and test, uh, tested our bikes and, and I had been riding the fuel cause we run ETS fuel over there. It's like a glorified pump gas pretty much. Okay. Um, and I'd had pinging problems here in the States and I told Mark, you know, and I don't have the, capability of to get on a computer and change the timing and all that the ignition timing um but we get over there and it's you know noon there and where Jaime's at it's it's 1 a.m and Jaime texts Mark he's like call me whenever I'll be up so like there are so many people that sacrifice so much for this race and and you know put so much into you know being there for us and, and making sure everything's good and and wow. Jaime made three different maps uh, for me and Chad both. Um, and Chad's ping went away and, and mine, mine, you know, was very limited. Um, I didn't, you know, really notice it in the race because my mind was on different things. But right. it's just like I've said, it, there's such a big team. And with us, not everybody's able to go over, but it's just it's it's a really big deal. And, and that's why, like, there's raw emotion over there for me. And, you know, it, it means a lot for me for Jaime to be up at 1 a.m. and and just everybody who, you know, gives up so much, all these families that go over there, there was a chef from uh, Dubuque, which is Iowa. Yeah. His whole family went over there. He cooked for us. Like these people are so generous. And, and like I said, it, it really means a lot to just, you know, see our fans and, and families going over there and supporting us. Cause yeah, we have our back against the wall with, with all their fans and, and they're very into it. Yeah, man. I think that you're hitting the nail on the head there. Like there's, it's, it's such a great effort. This whole team thing. I said to Joel, like, I feel like it's gotten better every year. We said to Chad leading up to the event, like the team has, has created a worthy 
a worthy team, a worthy effort for you guys. Like you guys are the greatest in the world. And yet this team riding out of a container has created a good enough effort for you guys that it's totally worthy and like capable for you, which is an amazing feat because so much goes into it. You know, there's so much that Harv does and, and Mark does and all those guys, everybody, I don't want to say just names because like, there's so many people it's endless. And, and like you said, no. the families from over here that go over there, all those things, man, it's uh it's a credit to every single person involved. No, for sure. And, and that's one person I haven't said, you know, his name, but Harv, he does, he takes care of, everything and a uh, harv and sergio helps us a lot over there but if it wasn't for harv you know we wouldn't go over there um he he's such a great you know team i'm not sure his name but let's just call him the manager because he's the top yeah. the ceo whatever of yeah. team usa if it wasn't for him you know it, it wouldn't be possible and you know just the trust he he was a little nervous the first year i think just because it was my first time over there which you know, I give him, you know, the respect to, to be nervous because I was nervous. Um, right. But just the trust he has and, you know, he really takes care of us. Sherry Baldwin, like we had an amazing place to say. But, yeah, just everybody for everything they do. Cindy Harv's wife, um, just it's it's so special. And, you know, I want to thank everyone. I can't, you know, I don't know all the names off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. it's it's truly something so special. And, and I hope that, you know, Next year I can go do my thing and Chad can do his thing and, and Joel as well. And, you know, I really like the team. I think we all get along really well. Um, and it's like we can, you know, work with each other. I'll go on a run with Chad. You know, it's it's great hanging out with Joel. It's it's someone I've looked up to since I was a little kid and, and just being at my house, you know. Um, so it, it's just it's it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, what a way to cap what was I'm sure a long year, um, but an absolutely incredible one for you at the same time. I mean, pretty special for you to finish second in points here in the States and the title and the, and the championship here, you know, you win your first motos of your career, win your first overalls of your career, finish second in points, man, you put together an incredible season. And then to wear the number two over there was pretty cool too. Like it was pretty fitting to have Joel number one, you number two, Chad, number three, that had to feel pretty cool for you to pull the number two over your head and wear it on your back. Like it wasn't just the number two of team USA. It was like the, number two finishing here in the States. And like, I, I kept thinking about that every time I saw the number two, I'm like, man, pretty cool how that worked out. Yeah, no, it, it was really cool. And, and just, yeah, it was, it was so amazing. Um, Just, you know, it's, it's so motivating to go over there. And, and honestly, when I'm over there, you know, I was fortunate enough. This is just like a random story, but it's just something fun for me. Um, I got to train with Thomas at the end of his career and, and everybody always knew he, you know, would grind it out no matter what. Um, and I got to train with him and see that, you know, for, for a year and a half, two years, whatever it was. Um, and just that's sort of the mentality I have over there. And it's, it's you know, something that he really taught me. And I got to, you know, witness myself uh, yeah. just grind it out. Um, and I'm not sure if he ever ran number two, but just I think he ran a forwards hood. And it was like, it was crazy because it's like, you know, I'm the young guy and, and I, you know, took his spot because he retired, but it just, it was like deja vu, but not really, but it's just, mm-hmm. you know, something really cool because he trained me and, and I got to, you know, witness that, you know, never give up, dig, even if you're, you know, not the fastest guy or whatever, just dig. And, you know, that's what I did over there. And, 
and I think it really works out for me. I don't know how I won on the second row, but, you know, somebody's watching over me and, and everything, you know, worked out. Um, and, you know, yeah, it was just, it's, it's so special. Yeah, it's a it's a day that uh, that you're not gonna forget anytime soon. Probably never forget. Hopefully, there's a lot more of these coming. But it's also a day as as ATV fans like myself. I mean, we're not gonna forget it either. The way that you've stepped up these last two years at the Quad Cross of Nations has been has been legendary, pal. It's uh, it's hopefully the start of a legendary, not the start of a legendary career, but these are these are top tier things that you're doing here, and uh, that's gonna be you know on your resume someday when hopefully you're going into the, you know the AMA Hall of Fame. So that's that's what uh, that's what we're we're hoping for for you, pal. And I think that I think that a lot of success is in your future. But uh, we needed to chat with you, buddy, uh, because you stole the show once again this year. And th- do you have any other events on the schedule, pal? I mean, I, I haven't heard anything about the Wavos thing. I assume you'd want to go out there and defend defend that title from last year, but I don't know if that's happening, huh? Yeah, definitely. I would, you know, love to win another ten grand. No, um, I haven't heard anything <laughs> about it either, but. That was that was a crazy event as well, but we won't go into that. But I'll tell you right now, my 16 years of racing, I've never seen, you know, articulating dump truck tires in front of me. And and that was a crazy event. Um, one more thing I would like to say is, is yeah. man, did you see that FXR gear out there? It looked nice. It looked nice. It looked nice. It, yeah, it, I think it was amazing. Um, and just being, you know, you know, match the USA with the quad. I thought it looked really good. And yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, credit to those guys because one, FXR tag digging deep in one of their posts, which was pretty sick because, you know, I mean, that's that's cool. That's legitimizing for us. And two, I need to give credit to Iza because Iza helped navigate getting us one of your jerseys for our fantasy winners, top finishers giveaway thing. And uh, that was one of our, our, I think the, it was like a top five prize. So that was pretty cool too. So yeah. Credit to FXR. Yes. Credit to FXR. Uh, thanks for taking us in their post. They had you looking great. Is it got us you. one of your jerseys, which was awesome, you. but yeah. yeah. FXR, like I really, you know, I made the switch this year, but man, the gear, whew, that stuff looks good. I, you know, and it fits really nice. And, you know, they've been, you know, someone there, you know, been there for me. Brad's a great guy. And, and if anybody's looking for some new gear, some, you know, lit kit, I'd definitely go look at FXR. Well, tell Brad it's time to team up with Digging Deep. Like I like they're very much a part of the ATV thing. I like what they're doing in the ATV space. So I mean it's about time, pal. It's about time. So maybe put in a good word for me. I agree. You're already <laughs> on CST, you're on a Yamaha. Cody needs some FXR. Well, I don't gear, I don't baby. know about me. I don't know about me. I don't know about no, me. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty Thor loyal. They, they, they oh yeah, like that's true. That's true. You've been an OG Thor. Yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. about that. But, but I mean, digging deep, you know, dig, yeah. digging deep would be good with FXR. Like that, that would be good, yeah, go good the, pairing the, there. The top one fantasy player, first place for the year. They better, hey, they better, you know, pick me next year. <laughs> Cause I'm going to go put in a lot of work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, uh, I love <laughs> with number one on it. Yeah. There you go. Talking about Daytona there, but pal, um, enjoy your off season, buddy. I uh, can't thank you enough for being here. Wishing you all, all the, all the congrats and all the great jobs and everything else that we can shower you with here after another great performance at the quad cross of nations. We're proud to have you riding for team USA and we'll chat again soon. All right, pal. Great job this season. Great job this past weekend at, uh, in Italy there. Thank you so much, Cody. And thank you to everybody who, you know, supports Cody and listens to this. Um, because it's, you know, really great to see that he covers our sport like this. And if it wasn't for him, you know, the coverage wouldn't be there. So 
thank you to you, man. And um, yeah, thank you to everybody who supports us. I appreciate it, pal. That's two-time defending Quad Cross of Nations champion, Team USA member, Bryce Ford, right here on the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, brought to you by SSI Decals. Have a good night, pal. Thanks so much. Thank you, man. See you, pal. We interrupt this program for a special news bullet. The following message is brought to you by Manscaped.com. The Manscaped engineering team has outdone themselves this time, creating the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, an official sponsor of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I am blown away. This thing is next level. What sets this trimmer apart from all the rest? The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It features a new multi-functioning on-off switch with travel lock for those of us who like to travel. And my favorite, the new trimmer allows you to customize your trim with four different guard lengths and upgrade from its predecessor that only featured two. If you're listening, you know that good tools are a must, so wait no more to get the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using code DIGGINGDEEP20. Hey everyone, this is Larry Mills, president of DP Breaks North America and proud partner of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast. We at DP Breaks are a longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology, dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheel racers on the planet. This year's lineup includes Jeff Restrelli, Mark Baldwin and Baldwin Motorsports, Ford Brothers Racing, Nick Janusa, and many more, including Mr. Digging Deep himself, Cody Jansen, plus all the top 17 GNCC pros such as seven-time champion Walker Fowler, Bryson Neal, Hunter Hart, Cole Richardson, Jared McClure, Adam McGill, and previous champion Chris Borch. These top riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer, products that ultimately help place them on top of the podium week after week. DP Brakes are available through www.dp-brakes.com or you can purchase them through your local parts and limited stocking dealer or you can even message us, myself, Larry Mills, or DP Brakes on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have any questions about product or sponsorship support, please ask us. We are waiting for you. Join the best ATV riders in the world equipped with DP Brakes and have a great year, everyone. Nearing two decades into the brand's existence, Factory 43 is back and better than ever, continuing to make major waves in the ATV world. For the third consecutive season, Factory 43 is the official aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing ATV team, providing their state-of-the-art Evo Nerf bars, MX-style front bumpers, and grab bars for two-time champ Joel Hetrick. If you're in the market to upgrade your Nerf bars, bumpers, or grab bars, head over to Factory43ATV.com to see their full line of industry-leading products available for all makes and models. Head over to Factory43ATV.com today. All right, guys, as always, I love any time I get to spend with this ATV racing living legend brought to you by DID in their 520 ATV2 X-Ring chain that just so happens to feature the final guest of this show right on their box of that 520 ATV2 X-Ring chain. We talked to him a few weeks back following a win at the Loretta Lynn season finale to cap his 2023 campaign. Now he joins us following tasting victory at the Quad Cross of Nations yet again, this time in Italy. I'm proud to welcome you 
your eight-time series champion, Mr. Chad Weenan. Welcome back to Digging Deep. Thanks so much for being here with me, Chad. It was important to me to get you on this show. So we feature the entire uh, 2023 Quad Cross of Nations victory tasting team here, Team USA, on this episode. So congrats again on, on another victory at the Quad Cross of Nations, buddy. And thanks so much for being here. Cody, hey, appreciate that. Uh, man, you know, just a great time being a part of that and, you know, being a part of all five of the the winning teams is really special to me. Yep. Uh, it's I put a lot of passion, a lot of heart into getting off the ground and getting it going. And I'm really happy to see where it's going and uh, being a part of it. Yeah. We talked last time that you were on kind of about all the effort that goes into it and uh, a job that you don't necessarily want to have like Harv has uh, kind of putting this whole thing together, all those things. So, so much goes into it to see it kind of come to fruition then and be successful when you go there and all those things has to be something that you feel a lot of pride about. I'm sure you're so proud of that. And I got to believe it's special. You know, I see these pictures of you with your family, with Danica and the kids. And, and I got to imagine that as, as the kids get a little older and, and, you know, every, every year, every event, every, you know, thing, things that we go through in life as as people, uh, I think that, you know, just always puts things more and more into perspective. I think you cherish things a little more. I'm sure that that's something that you feel as you share these memories with your family, that's gotta be so, so special. I can't imagine, uh, you know, a cooler feeling than that traveling the globe, racing your four wheeler, all those things, man, doesn't get any better than that. So gotta imagine you, you're just been glowing following uh, yet another successful trip across the pond. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, I mean, I think the most special part is like all the people, the friends and the family that that do make the trip over there to come. And it's, you know, I definitely, you know, do appreciate it more the older I get. And it's not just business. It's uh, it's a lot of like enjoyment, you know, out of it as well. So I feel a lot of that more into this trip that we had, uh, all the people that did come and just the, the enjoyment of, you know, the success that we had, like we put together the perfect score, you know, across the whole board and, you know, just having like the mindset that I had going into there was be the, be the perfect, uh, you know, team guy and not go over there for myself. And it's, it's, um, I guess my biggest worry is going over there and not, not succeeding and like having something go wrong and, that's uh, we've had a couple like you know nicks in our armor in the past Mm -hmm. and i think this year we we came and you know we did everything that we we expect ourselves to do and you know it's not easy especially um some of the things that we had to hurdle throughout the weekend well for sure i you know i think that that's something that maybe i haven't touched on enough on this episode um the stuff that we've recorded so far chad is the fact that it was about as perfect and as dominant as we've seen one of these things for, for a, a, an American squad. I mean, obviously the perfect score, we've seen that already, but you know, you guys from, from qualifying day all the way through that final moto for you and Joel, um, the way that it was executed so spot on. I mean, we talked to Joel and Bryce, like that first moto was 
I mean, there was some good racing going on there. I'm not going to say like anything was ever necessarily in doubt. We just saw some really great racing going on, some tight battles, all those things. But the way that you guys, you three riders and the rest of the squad executed this one, it was about as dominant a performance as we've seen from an American squad at one of these quad cross of nations. And that's, man, that's saying something because they've obviously all been successful and they've all been They've all been, you know, I mean, I don't, we've had competition, but it's always kind of been like we had it, like we had a grip on it at least the whole time. Um, this one was about as good as it gets, pal. Yeah, it definitely was with that first moto going down where both uh, Bryce and Joel had to kind of work their way through the pack. And I was like, it took Joel a while to get, to get really like moving. And then once he got moving, it was like a, the floodgates had opened and he started making moves and then Bryce made his way to the lead. And it was like, okay, like, you know, about 10 minutes earlier, I was like, well, like, I don't know, like it's good <laughs> yeah. for, for us to go, you know, to go one, two in this moto. But man, uh, I think that, I think a lot of the riders really, um, they really, they're preparing really well for this race and giving us, you know, some strong competition, um the track definitely i felt like that as the day went on the rougher it got the more it suited us to be like strong throughout the whole race and being able to kind of manipulate the track and ride it the way that we wanted to yeah no i think that i think that you're hitting the nail on the head pal and you know i guess uh, you know tell me about your weekend tell me about your your motos your racing i think that one of the things that we you know we touched on with each guy here is the track, the way that it developed and it, and it felt different from 2017 for whatever reason, but you know, it was, it was hard packed. It was, it was very fast. And just like the way that the lines and everything worked out, man, like it wasn't really conducive to making like tons of moves, right? Like, uh, that's where I think things, you know, if, if anything was ever a little hairy, it was that first moto when you had to make those guys had to make some moves to get to the front. Um, so tell me about your weekend and, and executing some really good starts and being up front for, for the most part in your motos and, and, uh, really, you know, executing for the team. Tell me about your motos there in Italy. Yeah. I mean, like, so I'll actually touch on like some of my struggles that I had. Um, but I, I noticed, like I, I believe with the hills and how hot it was, like we noticed, I noticed a lot of like front brake fade okay. in my machine. So we we had to change like brake pads, rotors, like several times throughout the route, like Saturday and Sunday. Really? Like, yeah, in between, like so we did. Uh, like, uh, so and the first motos went off. I was I was watching. I was on the sidelines, and then when my moto came up with Bryce we get out there on the track and I'm like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm in the lead by then. I'm starting to notice like some brake fade, which like wasn't a big deal. I was kind of set in like the pace that I wanted to run. Cause I knew that I had the back-to-back motos yeah. and uh, you know, I felt, I felt Bryce coming up like um, definitely wasn't going to fight him. You know, if he, if he wanted to make an advancement, I actually like once I felt some, I like kind of let him go, but like, Hey, like, I might be able to learn a couple lines, you know, way the way he's flowing around the track. And mm-hmm. once I like got behind him, rode behind him a little bit, like I was able to comfortably ride with that pace with him. And then even towards the end, like I was really working on using my rear brakes a little bit more to give my front brakes like a, uh, a time to cool down and um, learning how to ride the machine like that, you know, a little bit different 
you know, it's nice having those longer motos where it's just not a straight out sprint the whole time. You can actually like pick the times when you, you want to like rip and other times where you want to just kind of relax a little bit. The track was really tricky in a way where it was very slippery. Like it looked like you'd have some traction all of a sudden you just, uh, just like give away and you wouldn't have anything. And, um, you know, finishing out that first moto, I felt great, like on the machine and, uh, you know, just kind of followed Bryce in, into the finish and going in between those motos, we changed, you know, front brake systems again. And, you know, we just, I actually, what we did, like we, we were running like, um, some, some, uh, front uh, wheel cap covers and we actually took those off to try and like help it breathe a little more and first some heat yeah okay yeah. so we we did that and it, it was a night and day difference for the, really? for the auto wow that's crazy because not everybody would think about that yep i mean we we're just thinking about things that like you know that um because this year i went to the beadlock front which i haven't ran like basically like my whole career and i mm -hmm. like blew a front wheel off at um the first round in practice at um daytona okay. so i've been running since and i for a while there i wasn't running anything like front wheel protection for the beadlock or anything and then um i started running some stuff uh with um with hardy and he got me some stuff to, to try out and i was like okay none of the tracks around here doesn't bother me but that track there i don't know what it was i feel like just so fast and you know we just really uh wrote the brake break heat yep. in the in the yeah so do you so i guess my mind goes to the elevation and those hills and those speeds and all those things it must have just been the perfect combination that you were asking yeah. that much of your front brake that this happened for the first time all year which is insane and also a testament to you taking all that stuff with you and having enough I guess, equipment and product with you to, you know, kind of be prepared for this when you're racing out of a container, you're not racing out of your truck. Like that's, that's a credit to you for thinking ahead, I guess too. Yeah. Like we had to, we actually, like after my first set, I went through, I had to call, call on a friend, a friend, uh, back to Trini, uh, Sergio, his okay. mechanic, he helped us out with a, a front, like a front brake pad set up because, you know, realistically with me i was thinking you know bring a spare set because i had fresh stuff on the on the machine already yeah so it was it was just kind of like uh like <laughs> can you got anything on your truck to <laughs> otherwise you're you're basically just trying to you know clean up the brake pad which wasn't going to be ideal for us right yeah that's nuts to think about man i I, uh, I would have never thought that, you know, the, the Hills or the elevation or whatever it was, was going to impact that much, but that's, that's crazy to think about. Well, I mean, you did everything you needed to do pal to help the, the team kind of cap, uh, you know, a fifth quad cross of nations title for team USA and something that you already touched on, but is something that's special. And this will hold until you decide to not go to one of these things for, for the team is that Chad, you're, you're the one and only guy that's been a part of every one of these things so far. And that's gotta be a pretty darn cool feeling. I mean, obviously you and Thomas, uh, you, we know you were kind of the pioneers of starting this thing, coming up with the idea, all these things at the beginning now mm -hmm. to have won it every year 
have been a part of it every year and be the only person that has. And just with all the cool things that have come from this, all the team USA stuff, all the patriotism within our sport, uh, the riders coming from Europe to hear all those things. I mean, we've talked uh, so much about these topics, but all the great stuff that have came from this little brainchild that you and Thomas had, and now to have been a part of them all had another successful one. This one is dominant as any, I mean, all these things has to be something that is pretty darn cool to think back on Chad. It's come a long way in six or seven years. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is, you know, and I've, I've expressed that a lot, like the pride that it brings, you know, to me and our team to be able to keep doing this. You know, I know how much of a, an expense it is and, you know, last thing that we want to do is throw it away and mm -hmm. come home with you know what we don't what you know less than what our expectations are and where we know we belong but uh i mean huge huge hats off to like there's a couple of riders especially like patrick Trini, like he rode so strong and uh like harry walker man like it's kind of cool like every year it seems like one two guys like really like step up and they show yeah. what they have and what they've been working on yeah. So it's never like, you know, the same guys that are just, you know, mm -hmm. uh, showing us what they have every year. So it's, it's really nice seeing uh, like even Argentina get on the podium. Like, I think that was like really cool because it, it was their uh, second time being there. And man, like, um, I know they had like a rough score, the, the second moto. So they had to be like, on point the rest of the, of the weekend. So uh, it's, it's really cool to see that and, you know, see the friend friendships that we make, you know, being across the pond and racing with new guys is always a great time. Yeah. It's, it's fun to hear you kind of mention that. And that was one of the questions that I was going to get to, you know, talking about the, the other guys that kind of stood out because the one thing that I haven't probably touched on enough on this show so far was the fact that Patrick Cherini was the guy who stood out, you know, other than the Americans and, and how well you guys performed there, no rider was more impressive than Patrick Cherini was at the 2023 quad cross quad cross of nations, um, you know, home soil for him. Patrick Cherini goes out there, uh, runner up finish, you know, helps, helps, you know, put, uh, put team Italy there in the runner up spot. And he was three, three in the, in the motos as an individual too. So uh, I knew that he was a guy that, you know, you kind of rode underneath you or however that was, you know, however that technically uh, worked out here. I don't know the verbiage to use, but he was a guy that was very much under your wing here in the States when he finished 11th in 2022 here. Uh, I think he got four top 10 finishes, if my memory serves me correctly. So he was very good here in the States. And he showed out that weekend, uh, a few weekends back there in Italy at the Quad Cross of Nations, which was really cool to see. Like the, just the way that he was the clear cut guy behind the Americans, fun to see and something that you had to be, had to be pretty proud of for him, just like you said. Oh, for sure. Like, um, that was that second, I think the second moto, he got the whole shot and yeah, like took me a couple laps to get around him. And like, once we came off the track and I seen that he had gotten third, like it was a really cool moment. Cause like he, we've spent a lot of time, like a uh, year before last, you know, in the States and riding together, racing together. And he's come a long way and mm -hmm. it's very cool to see his progression. And what, uh, you know, uh, I mean, if he's, you know, Trent, if he keeps trending in that direction, like 
you know, he there speaks of him coming back and doing a couple of races again next year here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, like we're very stoked on and we love their company. And uh, even, you know, there's possibility of I've been hearing more of uh, some different riders, you know, might be making their way as well. And, you know, it, it just makes our series, you know, that elite that these riders are, you know, taking taking like basically this is their like dream to be able to come here and race in the USA and they feel like it's the best series that they can progress that and it definitely shows that you know what what kind of class that we bring to the races with team USA and um we always I always hear like you know the professionalism that the team has and it, it really does show because man uh after the race like the amount of like kids fans uh, you know that were at the back of our container just like you know whatever they could get their hands on they were going to try and get it um, <laughs> the way people that were like it was just a cool moment because uh you know that's how much you know we're actually loved there a lot which is mm-hmm. really cool and we're not i don't feel like we're hated other than they want to try and beat us mm-hmm. you know it's yep. just like side but man like um, it's great to uh, being able to go there, see new fans, see new racers and, you know, compete. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that I think is so different. Like when you think about the, the heyday, you would have been just as in tune with what was going on then the, you know, 2005, six, seven era. When you hear, when you heard about like Ricky and James and, and RV or whoever it would have been going to the motocross of nations on the two wheeled side. And it was like, man, everybody, you know, in France or, or wherever they went in those years that I remember them going to earn a, and the stories of just everybody wanted to see them fail. Like they wanted to see the Americans, but they wanted to see them get beat by their Europeans. And yeah. that is clearly not how it is in, in the ATV side of things here in 2023. I mean, you guys are an, an amazing asset to have at these events for these people. They'd love to see the Americans and even the other riders from all the stories that you guys tell me and, and the stories that other people that are over there tell me, it's like, man, the, the riders are just stoked to have you there. And then, like we've said so many times, the bridges that we're creating, or, or you guys, I should say, are creating, are getting more people here. Look at, you know, Kevin Sauer, Patrick Torini, Patrick Torini messaged me. And just like you said, he said, he's coming back for four races or whatever it is next year. Um, we saw, you know, McLernan, he came over for a race last year. Uh, just all these things. Like, I think we're going to see more and more of that. And I don't think that it happens without this event, but it's just a more connected, uh, ATV racing circuit around the globe. And like you said, it also makes, makes, um, doesn't leave it up for debate, I guess, that our series is the premier ATV racing series on the planet. And what a what an awesome thing that is. It's uh it's something yeah. that, you know, we're just fortunate and lucky and privileged to have here. It's amazing. Yeah, that's for sure. And um, you know, another couple little things like uh that was like the first once we got to Italy, that was the first time like we seen our team helmets. Our team helmets were awesome. Okay. You know, they're all like very well painted like it's like a trophy you know yeah. and i put it up on the shelf like it is a trophy and it is but um you know that and like seeing so i've seen my my machine and photos uh but i didn't see it like in person with the graphics on it because um, michael my mechanic he did the graphics and the final prep on the machine okay so, so that was the first time i seen it in italy but man like those graphics were so rad so cool and like mm-hmm. everybody's machines were 
like matching. So it, it was a really cool time. Kind of took me back to like the first year that we did it where, you know, all of us ran white plastics and with the matching, you know, matching um, graphics and mm -hmm. SSI, they, they definitely, they definitely killed it. Yeah. So that it kind of takes me exactly where I wanted to go because I'll ask you the same thing that I asked Joel. Uh, I asked him, did going back to Chingoli there, did it kind of bring back any memories from that first time around? Because this effort has come so far and, and, you know, there's so much that has happened in the last six years and all the wins at these events. And just, you know, a lot of time goes by, you know, I wanted to, I was wondering if it brought back any good memories and if you did any reminiscing kind of going back here now, because it's the first time that you were returning to a facility that you had already been at. And then just, you think about Italy, like, I don't know why, but Italy has some mystique that maybe those other countries that you guys have went to, I don't want to, maybe that's not the right way to say it, but Italy just seems like a, it's almost like a special, cool, I don't know, romantic place. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm, if I'm speaking out of turn here, but I wondered if it was extra special to go back there. Yeah. Like, I feel like Italy, they have a strong, strong heritage mm -hmm. where they live and especially where the track is at. Like, okay. Uh, man, like there's some, like, there's very few people that speak English around that area that we're in. Like, it's a very strong strong you know heritage like they like go to the restaurants it's it's like straight up like italian you know? <laughs> okay <laughs> it's really good to see that and then um you know like walking the track like i walked the track with bryce and you know we were talking about like the comparison from the year that we were here to to where we are now like the first year the track was a lot more is a lot more like peaky i would say that the jump faces were built up quite a bit more and um yeah you know like a little bit more precision that had to be done yep. where i felt track was like very much more high speed you know flowed really well and um so and i don't remember the dirt or the i call it they call it dirt but it was like it was, it was like a gravel road out there what yeah. we were racing that's what i heard i don't remember it being quite like that when we were first here. Yeah. I don't remember it. I don't remember even the, the videos or you guys talking about it. It doesn't, it doesn't like, like I said, it doesn't feel like the same track for whatever mm -hmm. reason, but yeah, but to go back there still had to be pretty darn cool. It had to be like, it wasn't totally brand new this time around mm -hmm. kind of returning to someplace you had already been. And I'm assuming, so 2017 would have been the first time that it happened and now, you know, five wins later, I have to imagine when you stand on the podium and there's red, white, and blue flags flying and they play the national anthem and you guys are standing on top of the podium, all those things. I'm assuming that whether it's the first time or the fifth time or any of the times in between, I got to imagine that that feeling doesn't get any better than that. It justifies all the hard work, all the, you know, all the sweat, all the money, all the time spent, all of that stuff that you guys put into that effort that so many people put into that effort. That's why you do it. And I'm assuming every time you're standing on top of the podium with all that going on, I'm assuming that in that moment, it's like, yeah, it was worth every penny. It was worth every moment. It was worth every blood, sweat and tear. Oh, for sure. I think like probably one of the cooler parts this time was like a lot of the Italians had their chainsaws and like they gave them to us to like basically celebrate with them. Yeah. I think that like it like it really got your blood pumping because like, I mean, that's not a typical thing that we do here in the U S and right. um, 
you know, like after our last race, um, I don't think Joel was, Joel, I don't think, know if Joel was feeling the greatest, like after that last moto and gosh, like I'm over there with the fans, like cheering and like, it was like an awesome moment, you know, because of, uh, you know, I know that, you know, what everything that goes into it and, you know, there's nothing quite as sweet as winning the first time, but like, like for me, I know that this isn't going to last forever for me and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's coming to a close eventually, but I don't know. So I'm wanting to like try and enjoy these moments and not just look onto the next moment and, and get past it, you know, and it's, I, I enjoyed that, you know, celebrating with the fans and even at home fans. And like, it was, it was a special moment for sure. Yeah. You're cherishing it. Well, I, I love to hear that. And Chad, we know that, you know, you want to, you want to win every gate drop that you, you know, that you line up for, but you did everything that you had to do. And it was actually very cool and very insightful for you to say, Hey, I was going to be the best teammate I could be and whatever that meant uh, you were going to do. And that's exactly what you did. And that culminated in uh, a perfect score and a perfect weekend for the American squad. And I think that, you know, whether it was first on the track or second on the track, uh, it was still number one on the top of the podium. And that's really all that matters. And to hear you say that man is, uh, is, uh, is a pretty cool thing. I mean, to see the photos of you and Bryce, to see the photos of you and Joel on the gate together. Um, I don't know. It, there's just something about that, that are, that are things that are, are legendary to me. And I'm assuming I'm not the only one that feels that way. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, you know, I know coming over here that it takes a team to win and um, definitely no individual is going to basically make that, that happen, or it, it could easily be taken away, you know, by an individual. So I, I, for me, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that does whatever the team needs that guy to do. And um, that's, that's the spot that I, that I filled in. And, you know, I'm very proud of, you know, our team this year mm -hmm. and everybody that was involved. It was definitely a full-on team effort because I know, shoot, like I know we had some late nights because my mechanic on Saturday night, they were there really late and, you know, for me, I know that next morning had to come early because we, we had to be on track at eight o'clock in the morning. So those guys are, and we were about, we were just under an hour away from the track where we were staying. So it was, it was early mornings for everybody and late nights. And, um, I really hats off to all those, uh, everyone that, you know, yeah. put efforts, you know, it's, a uh, it's definitely not a team, but it's definitely Thing and not individual and let alone your body clock being all messed up you know like i was trying to line up having harv on the show right before the event and he's texting me i'm texting him at like midnight my time here in wisconsin and it's like six or seven o'clock in the morning there yeah. like that's nuts too that's a hard that's a hurdle in itself yeah yeah definitely with us being there like you know a week before helps us get a little more acclimated to it right. but uh, yeah i mean it's I know it takes me longer the older I get to get acclimated to everything. And even getting back here is like yeah. the, the kids were wanting to get up at two morning. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, like I need to, I need more rest. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have any, any more of uh, events to tackle at the end of the year here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chad, um, we know you went to Canada after Loretta's. Do you have any more fun celebrating stuff or any more fun activities planned here in the off season? Give us a quick, uh, off season preview before we get out of here. Well, like after the race, we, 
we spent a couple more days in Italy. I had, we had an awesome group. I think there was like 12, 13 of us from my, like from my, from my end of uh, my spot or my group over here um, okay. had two, the four and uh, like uh, Danica's and my family. Okay. So we, we traveled to Florence. We were there for three days. And then we flew to Spain for, to Barcelona. We, we stayed there for a couple of days and then we flew to Mallorca, which is an island off of Spain. Okay. And it was awesome, awesome time. Got to unwind a little bit, you know, enjoy, have a couple of drinks and enjoy that family time and, nice. you know, kind of disconnect, disconnect from racing a little bit. And, you know, I think that's exactly what I need to, you know, go into the off season and, you know, start to, you know, try to get stronger, you know, off the machine and, you know, try, I actually got some testing uh, set up for, I'm trying to get in like, get in before we're supposed to have some rain coming towards the end of this week. So I'm trying to get it in tomorrow and the following day. You're trying so, to get it in before the weather changes, Chad. Before the weather changes. <laughs> yep. Yep. They're so good right now. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to, you know, enjoy that little bit of riding that we had left. I actually went tonight. I went, uh, I rode my dirt bike with, uh, sunset Bob. We went to, um, this, uh, like woods woods loop that we have around our area oh, wow. a couple of friends have it so we went and rode there with a friend uh matt i i rode with you know we rode three of us rode for we rode for about three hours tonight and wow. uh that's great awesome. time i'm yeah yeah that's that's good stuff well chad now uh with quad cross of nations in the rear view i, I really the only thing i got you know kind of on my plate right now is i just hope that my lowly packers beat your uh your vikings this weekend in lambo but uh jokes aside pal i can't thank you enough for for being here tonight with me on short notice um got to congratulate you on another on another awesome trip across the pond um so stoked to have you so proud to have you representing our squad year after year and uh just hoping you enjoy the off season buddy i can't thank you enough for everything as always yeah uh, of course thanks a lot for having me um yeah, the Vikings coming off a big win last night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Unlikely win. I don't know how they did it, man. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It was like it's usually around like that third, fourth quarter. They start to like they start to slip a little bit, but man, like they made some really big plays that I was like, yeah, they usually the other way for us. So I was like, well, it, it was time for Kurt to get a get a win at prime time. And yeah, yeah. Hopefully that. Hopefully that'll get us over the the hill to start get back on track a little bit yeah yeah well uh chad um i'll talk football with you anytime so you you just uh yeah. you got my number we'll talk football anytime we i'd rather talk about the badgers i think um yeah. but uh but yeah chad jokes aside um thanks for everything uh congrats again and uh, i'm sure we'll chat again soon thanks for everything for sure yep good luck this weekend <laughs> thanks so much chad i'm sure i'm sure we need it i'm normally not the pessimist packer fan but i've turned into one um thanks so much chad that's eight time yep. champion chad weenan signing off right here on the digging deep atbmx podcast brought to you by did and their 520 atv2 x-ring chain have a good night pal thanks so much bye success in the atbmx world is similar to what creates financial success as well the right people the right advice, and more importantly, hard work and the benefit of an ongoing relationship as situations change and adversity is experienced. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Haymower Financial Group can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help your family prepare for whatever life brings. 
Call me, Scott Haymower at Haymower Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services at 920-338-8150. That's 920-338-8150. Offices located in beautiful De Pere, Wisconsin, with registrations and clients nationwide. Headlined by the 4130 Chromali, Launderville Steel and Concrete Supply is a full-service steel supplier of new and surplus steel, aluminum, and stainless steel products. This racing family-owned full metal service center and concrete product supplier comes with over 30 years of experience serving the entire United States from their central Midwest location. As the number one choice for nationwide shipments and with available next-day delivery in select areas, LSE has you covered near or far. 4130 is not just the chromoly tubing and plate used in the building of chassis for an array of motorsports applications, but it is also the name of the newest addition to the Pro Paddock with riders Jaden J.J. Launderville and Max Linquist introducing the new 4130 Motorsports team. Launderville Steel offers a large selection of material for any project, including their concrete division that can supply everything you need to complete your next business or personal project. For a quote or more info, visit laundervillesteel.com today or give them a call at 715-675-6193. That's 715-675-6193. Here at Digging Deep, we have an obvious passion for ATVs and pridefully enjoy sharing the sport's history. Since 2019, when the podcast was born, we've been working to partner with individuals who share our passion, but one man and his vision had been missing from our partnership group until now. When it comes to the sports history, the hallowed grounds of Binky's Forever ATC Museum has it all. Binky Tapscott's mind-blowing collection of three and four wheelers has preserved history by spanning all makes and models from Honda three-wheelers in chronological order to unique builds that shaped ATB racing as we know it, like Doug Gust's iconic DRZ-powered hybrid thumper and everything in between. There's no denying Binky's passion, a passion that we certainly relate to here at Digging Deep. Binky's goal is to share his amazing collection with fellow enthusiasts by making his possessions accessible to the public via scheduled visits. Follow Forever ATC Museum on Facebook and watch foreveratc.com for further updates on possibly getting a chance to see Binky's Forever ATC Museum for yourself. We are proud to welcome Binky's Forever ATC Museum to the Digging Deep family. As the number one podcast in ATV racing, it's only right that we partner with the industry leaders in suspension tuning. Insert Impact Solutions. Impact Solutions is a full-service ATV and side-by-side suspension center specializing in the revalving and service of your motocross and off-road suspension. With over 25 years of elite-level knowledge, experience, and testing with riders of all ages and ability levels, Jay Goble and the Impact crew strive to exceed clients' expectations for service and setup. Impact Solutions is the official Elka Suspension Service Center of the United States, offering unmatched product knowledge and experience. Whether you're in need of service, parts, warranty, sales, or technical support, Impact Solutions has you covered. Head over to ImpactSolutionsATV.com or give them a call today. With the desire to keep you in the race, Ultimate Poly Products offers the ultimate protection collection of case savers, chain sliders, intake manifolds, and more. Founded on quality in 1998, this family-owned and operated business produces products created by racers for racers. These industry-leading products are proudly made and manufactured in the USA, with their case savers being made of the highest quality American-made polyurethane on the market and designed to completely conform to your engine case to help prevent case damage from a thrown chain because no one wants to be a spectator on race day. Join top pro riders like Bryson Neal, Walker Fowler, John Glotta Jr., Adam McGill, Cole Richardson, and more by using UPP Racing products. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP15 at UPP Racing 
ultimatepolypricing.com to save on your next order. Ultimate Poly Products, made to last longer so you can ride more. Thanks for listening and remember to support our partners. Now back to the show. Man, proud of this one. Stoked to have that trio join our show. Congrats to Team USA and every single person involved. Thanks to tonight's featured guests, Team USA members Joel Hetrick, Bryce Ford, and Chad Weenan. I also want to take a moment here because while Team USA was winning a fifth Quad Cross of Nations title, Logan Stanfield was getting engaged to his lovely fiance. Congrats to him and Addie. Brett Music was becoming a father. Congrats to him and Faith. And sadly, the ATV racing community lost FTR's Ernie Bolden after a long battle with cancer. The Bolden family and all Ernie's friends are in our thoughts and prayers. With that, thanks to producer Dallas Jansen, my brother, for all his hard work. Thanks to Brooke and AMA official Harv Whipple. Thanks to our regular photographers, Ken Hill and Logan Tremellen. And thanks to J-Parts USA for allowing us to use their photos in covering this great Quad Cross of Nations event. Thanks to all of our donors. You know who you are. We appreciate you so much. Thanks to all of our partners. CST Tires. Go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew. Thanks to SSI decals, Valvoline, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymauer Financial Group, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Binkies Forever ATC Museum, Impact Solutions, Ultimate Poly Products, UPP Racing, so extremely strong. Stoked to have those guys on board. Use code DIGGINGDEEP15 at uppracing.com and Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DIGGINGDEEP20 at manscaped.com. Support the brands that support our show and don't forget to use those codes to save. Find it all on our website and be sure to click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner for all your gear and parts needs and to help us out. And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. We just put the finishing touches on awarding our top finishers in ATV Fantasy for 2023. All ATV Fantasy info can be found at atvfantasy.com. To shop our Digging Deep merch, head over to shop.diggingdeepatvmx.com. And if you're looking for another easy way to help support us, visit our website and click the Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee buttons. This allows you to set up a one-time or monthly contribution to support our efforts. You can always leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show, 920-569-3519. Follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional content, coverage, and more fun stuff as we are now fully entrenched in the off-season. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast. All episodes, additional podcast providers, sponsor links, and discount codes, show merchandise, fantasy info, and more can all be found on our website, Digging Deep ATVMX tvmx.com so check that out today be a friend tell a friend please download subscribe rate review and share and with that for joel hetrick bryce ford chad weenan brooke jansen dallas jansen and i'm your host cody jansen thanks for listening to and making us the most listened to podcast in atv racing with more than 237,000 downloads last month in 103 total countries until next time thanks for joining us in digging deep with the stars of atv motocross see you next week Things are crashing and burning here at the Digging Deep Podcast, much like the Titanic. Those guys were hauling ass, for real. I remember watching Doug Gus, I don't know who it was, Steel City, running the same times Friday afternoon as James Stewart was on Sunday back then. 
It was mental. I've never seen quads go that fast. Quad leaders are freaking 